0: Hi there, I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? (laughs) Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. If you're new to the show, this is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family and still running today. If you were raised evangelical, you're probably familiar with it. And if you were not, prepare for some insights into a kind of bizarre Christian subculture. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. We try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they're presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved the show growing up, and now we're listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children. And look at how those beliefs have played out in our own lives. We're so excited you're here. Welcome to part two of Connie. Uh, We're back with our special guest, Cody Kreil. Yep. I'm Candice. I'm Candace. and I'm Karis. Welcome back, Cody.
1: Yeah, hey guys. Uh, super, super excited to keep talking. This is great. So excited to be back.
0: So we left off <laughs> when we left off. Connie had just arrived in California. This is what she's yes. been working to towards since we met her, like at the very yes, the very first time we met her. So yes, she's realized her dream of returning to California. And she's going for it. Yeah. We open and Connie is sitting on a beach in California and uh, with her friend Marcy. And she's apparently she's daydreaming. Um, and her friend, she's, is she daydreaming? Yeah. Marcy keeps, so Ma- Marcy keeps trying to get her attention and Connie, she's like, Connie, 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 where were you? Connie? What were you thinking about? Like, yeah. and she's like annoyed about it every time. Cause this happens a co- again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Connie's like I've been here for a week but it feels like forever. Basically, this is where she feels at home and wants yes. to be. Yes. Um and then she's like I bet they'll have snow in Odyssey. And Marcy's like here we go again. Just 5 minutes without bringing up Odyssey would be nice. It's all you've talked about since you've been here. You know, you changed a lot, Connie. You're just different now. Um uh-huh. she's lived there for Two years now. Like, what <laughs> else is she supposed to talk about?
1: Yeah. Chill out, Marcy. Give her yeah. a break. Yeah, this sounds like a Marcy problem.
0: Like, she yeah. does not seem like <laughs> very, very interested in Connie's actual life. If she's like, can you not talk about your life at all? It's really boring. Like,
1: please stop. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird reaction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really weird.
1: Yeah. It escalated pretty quickly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's, you, yeah, you
0: moved away. You came back. Yeah. Of course, I expect you to tell me all about the place that you moved to yes. and have been living at in for two years. Like what else are we supposed to talk about?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, I, I, like, I love, like Connie's saying, like, I've been here for a week. It feels like forever. This is where I'm supposed to be rest of my life like this. Right. Uh, and so like, you know, instead of acknowledging that part of the statement, yeah, so yeah. you know, instead of like, Hey, it, you know, Let's it's talk great more to about have you that. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was like, there was like a lot of Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of places you could have taken the conversation, rather than yeah. that one, that direction. Yeah. But Marcy, also, really like,
0: no, on. but also this is like dudes, thirty-year-old dudes writing teenage girls and just writing them as shitty people. Yeah, well, like,
1: yeah right. Because they really have a good grasp on teenage girls. So
0: yeah, yeah. well, they're nuanced I, and they're not really people. So exactly yeah and and the intention behind here is like showing like because she's changed her old friends don't want her kind of like there is this there is this like highlighting of like because you've changed and because you Mm -hmm. had a life outside of us for two years shocker how dare she yeah like we don't want you kind of like there's like it's setting up to be like antagonistic
1: yeah, with Marcy
0: and- so that you don't like Marcy so that you don't right. want Connie to go and hang out with her later. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Like it's
0: it's just like very one-dimensional
1: character. Yeah, yeah. Definitely she has a purpose here for for antagonizing yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Good point.
0: Then they start talking about her Connie asks about her friend Pamela who she yeah. hasn't seen in since oh, she's yes. been back and marcy's like she isn't around anymore the last time we talked to her she became one of those religious
1: folks oh,
0: yes. even if she wanted to hang out everything is god and religion now she's gone christian city that's probably the name of the church she goes to <laughs> 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 uh connie's like but she was the wildest of the bunch yeah. yeah apparently they got the wild they got the wild child Turned her into a Christian, thinking mm-hmm. that yeah. would lure everyone else. And they were sadly mistaken because it Mar- yes. didn't work for Marcy, clearly. <laughs> we all went to youth group. We know how this works. You got to <laughs> get the most popular is. kid. And yes. that's how you get all the other kids. Yeah. Um, Marcy invites her to a party in Beverly Hills to someone named Richard's house. His parents are out of town. They have the keys to the liquor cabinet. And Connie's like, I'm not sure that's a good idea you know? And Marcy's like, wow, you're weird now that you lived in Odyssey. I guess old Connie would be like, yeah, let's go party and drink a lot of alcohol.
1: Right. And I think too, there's a a weird setup here that, that the religious are the marginalized, Mm, right? Like out in the, out in the world, if you're, if you're religious, you're marginalized. Look at how all these people call you weird. All these people, you know, they write you off. They don't want to be with you anymore. We're clearly the marginalized group here.
0: Um, But we are also going out of our way to alienate people and and try (laughs) and manipulate them all the time. Yeah. So, you know, they like they definitely earned the reputation, but (laughs) but feel offended by it at the same time.
1: Right? But the setup yeah. in this episode is they're that also, like, look out. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. They're Just also marginalized. They're really, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 It's like, but it also like very much like this religious persecution that is apparently yeah. happening all over yes. North America all the time.
1: Oh, we were taught about blessed are the persecuted. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who suffer. Right? Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. you should expect to go to out in the world and people call you weird. You're supposed to be weird.
0: And it. Has like multiple purposes because they make you weird. They're like the way that you interact with people that are outside of our group is like this, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't really be friends with them until they become one of us. So the only acceptable way to be around them is to try and convert them, which will Mm -hmm. either one, either work rarely Mm -hmm. or two alienate you further from them and give us a stronger hold on you. Right. And come
1: back to that isolation. Yep. right? that's exactly. That's the exact position a person needs to be in to be manipulated. Is they're yep. isolated. There is no one uh-huh. that that can give them uh-huh. that reason or perspective around them.
0: It also reminds me so much of like a multi-level marketing.
1: <laughs> you oh, know, totally. like it's like okay, totally.
0: hey, now you go back to all your secular friends and tell them the Jesus script. Send them a message, yeah. hey, I am a Christian now. Do you want to come to my Jesus party? Um, whatever you know, alienate all your friends, which is yeah. I think also partly why Christians are get sucked into those so easily. <laughs> They're like is this is life. basically my faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Can I just like talk a little bit like in the last yeah. episode, the, the gift that she got was a Bible. Yes. Oh my goodness. Do you guys remember getting Bibles for gifts or yep. giving people Bibles? I feel I like this is I... like,
0: did you give someone a Bible for a gift?
1: I feel like my mom was like, "Oh, give them a Bible." And like, <laughs> like little Cody was like, "This is such a good idea. If they have a Bible in their hands, they'll be a Christian, right?" Like, like, uh... this, like you know, the assumption that like if they, if they have a Bible, then they're 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 going to be a Christian, and it's just so funny. And I, in this episode, it came up too. She has now she's stuck with this like Bible. <laughs> like,
0: I know. Like, what's she supposed oh. to do with that?
1: Right. Like, I didn't, oh, you got your Bible.
0: Those are gifts that you were
1: given? Yeah. Can I
0: show it? Can I, can I? uh... Oh,
1: yes. Oh, what you got there. Oh, I can't wait.
0: this one, (laughs) (laughs) the one year coffee with God, 365 devotionals to perk up your day.
1: Oh, beautiful. This Mm.
0: was given to me by, did she not write in it? Oh yeah. So this was given to me by someone at Bible college. Hmm. And it just is a note that says, to my dear friend, Karis Reich, love you always, enjoy. Oof. Coffee with God. She gave me the gift of coffee with God. Yeah. And so it's like a little one page. Yeah. Devotional. Devotional. That literally, I read it through and I was like, I should have written this book. I could be making money. (laughs) I'm just, like, garbage right now. Like, why did I not just do this? Oh, man. Because I could have. Because she's, it's just, she's like, I'm just sitting on my back deck and looking at the snow on the ground and thinking about how God loves us, blah,
1: blah, blah. Like, and I
0: was like, I could have literally just taken my journal and published it and, like, into, like, a devotional.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And I remember we used to, like, uh, my mom would, like, buy bulk amounts of Bibles, like, we would go to like the, the what's that place in Red Deer Scott's and yep. she'd like clear the shelf of Bibles, like gifts for people. And if she wanted it to be really special, she'd put their name on it, like engrave their name with like, like you Oh know, yeah. In gold. Like on the cover. Yeah. Like this gift is very special. I put your name on it in gold. Right. And like, that I remember like,
0: special if someone like takes the time to put your name on it.
1: For sure. But I remember like my dad's like, like, I think it was like my dad's employee and she like gave him a Bible. And I remember him being like, cool what do i do do with this oh that's so funny you know and like she had the in my mom's heart she thought she was like doing the best thing like what what greater gift is there than a bible (laughs) you know that's my mom you know then the gift heart, of
0: salvation, right? Like, yeah, Oh, sure. man. I just yeah.
1: had to laugh when she opens this gift and it's a Bible. Like, I'd be yeah. so mad. I'd be so mad if I was Connie. Like, Merry so Christmas. Mad, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That'd be the last straw for me.
0: Karis, did you notice yeah. how similar this story of Connie is with the first Christy Miller book? Okay, I wanted to talk about that also. Okay. Because cause... there's a lot. Well, okay. because It's the they're same all story. story it's the same story they're also both by focus on the family yeah right they also came out around the same time yeah it was like they took the connie episode and then they turned it into a teen romance instead of expanded it yeah yeah
1: or the other way it could be the other way possibly you have to look at the dates
0: yeah we would have to look at the dates because she gets given a gift of a bible by the boy (laughs) she likes (laughs) <laughs> the boy that is trying to convert her to become a Christian, so she can be acceptable to be yes. his girlfriend. Well, and uh, also like the the difference between so she like gets invited to this party, yeah, right. But then like later we'll talk about she gets invited to this like celebration on the beach where it's like mm-hmm. worship music. Like it's it's exactly the same. It's, it's the exactly same story. the same. Yeah. And wow. if you listeners want to hear more about Christy Miller, join our Patreon. Woo! It's only five dollars <laughs> a month, and it is. It's really
1: good, I think. There's some really uh, fun. Unbiased
0: stuff. opinion of myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Okay. Sorry about that. So, yeah. So, Connie's, uh, yes, Debbie's house. What are these names? What kind of young person's Ugh. named Debbie?
0: Hey, wait. Sorry. I just want to confirm. This episode came out first. Oh, in like. Yeah. In 1989, Christy Miller was published. Okay. So, 100% it was taken from this episode. Wow. 100% yeah
1: kind this episode deal.
0: was like the the catalyst the jumping off point mm-hmm. robin jones yes. gun listened to it and was like you know i could turn that into a teen romance either that or they
1: they realized were like Here, that like we like this framework. yeah they're like
0: we have this idea but we shouldn't have a man writing it because we'll just end up killing off all right. of the female characters right. <laughs> it's about female characters actually because so she wrote uh adult christian romance novels before this series and she said she was approached by some like teenagers at her church and they were like you should write a book you should write a series for teenagers and they were like it should be about like california a girl in california (laughs) like like, gave her some parameters and that's where it came from yeah Uh i could i could use that why don't people come up to me and give me parameters for books i'm writing
1: that'd be (sighs) fun I don't have well, enough. You should write yet. a book about a teen in California. I should. Um, yeah. She starts <laughs> a,
0: a cult movement. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> say, she starts out as a Christian and then she gets deconverted.
1: Oh. As, like her friends come along
0: and are like, "Sorry, I can't date you because you're a Christian," and then she like stops being a Christian. You should just
1: write the flip script <laughs> yeah, of this right. story.
2: <laughs> no, or she's actually on Marcy. A-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: marcy's perspective name her marcy it's done it's yeah. done,
0: it's done. <laughs> yeah. what were you gonna say Candace? oh i was gonna say she should like start as a out as a christian it can be like the kind of the story of evangelicism except like the next level in like the evolution mm-hmm. of this weird religion right you know how they're like um catholics and oh, right. any episcopalians yeah. are not christians she'll mm-hmm. just like start an, a new sect like yeah yeah, anyone who doesn't i don't know everyone has to like cut their hand and put blood in a goblet and like drink it or something really weird like it'll be like a very like a ritual blood ritual cult yeah yeah but anyone who is evangelical is like they're not really christians you know Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. always be something to be striving for Like once you've once you've achieved evangelicism, like Mm -hmm. what's the next thing that you're not measuring up
1: to? (laughs) What's next? Yeah. So there's your parameters. So I expect that uh, next uh, next year. Okay, I'll have it on your desk by Monday. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Okay, so we're we're back at what's end.
0: (laughs) Uh, Tom comes in, and instead of a bell, there's a foghorn. Like, ow (laughs) god. Um apparently eugene put that in because it you can hear it from the back of the shop now rather than just the little tinkle bell they start talking Mm. about eugene tom uh calls him a mad scientist back to that like
1: anyone educated is is insane yeah
0: um and then he starts he starts talking, telling Wit like how the kids are com- the kids are complaining about, it, and then you find out that he's just been like eavesdropping on all these kids' conversations. Yeah, that's not place. weird. He's like, like I overheard them say. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? Are you just like coming and sitting in a children's like place and oh, like I, being a creep? Creep. <laughs> I mean, also to be fair, kids are not secretive. In any way, even when they're trying to be fair, but uh, that doesn't mean that he's any less of a creep than if this makes him sound like.
1: But like, Um, you know, I'm a teacher. I don't listen. I mean, kids are not secretive, but I also like I'm not that invested in their conversations. You're
0: not actively going around listening to them talking
1: about (laughs) yeah.
0: This person that he's decided he doesn't like already. You know
1: exactly. It's weird, wit. It's weird, man. Um.
0: Anyway, so we find out that they don't like the trains, which of course we knew they don't have any control over the trains anymore because he made it all automatic. Fine. Yes. That one change that back. But then he talks about like this ice cream scooping machine where the yeah. kids get to like put in their order and then it scoops it for them. And I'm like, it, why would it why would anyone have a problem with that one? That sounds super cool. I yeah, I'm one. sure they love it.
1: Yeah. Like t- take my money. The kids yeah. shouldn't
0: be scooping their own ice cream anyway. Ew. like imagine the disaster
1: yeah there might be a glo- <laughs> like a global pandemic someday you know <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> not in 1988 <laughs> and the the resolution of this is with like okay i'm gonna basically tell eugene to undo everything <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm like leave the ice cream scooper you know some of the things are good like sure undo the foghorn and the trains yeah And then just be like, hey, let's talk about things before you want to implement a big change like that.
1: Wow, communication.
0: (laughs) Okay, but this is the exact opposite of how he's handling Connie. With Eugene, he's like, I don't care what you're doing. Blah, 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 blah. With Connie, he's like, but what is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? doing? It's this weird double standard. You don't have to control other men, but you have to control women.
1: I was gonna yeah. say this seems gendered, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. That's mm-hmm. just a coincidence. No, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure it is.
0: I mean, the way the way wit interacts with young, with like boys and girls, is so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole it's it very totally is. yeah. The um, so then they start talking about Connie. You know, they Tom brings up Connie. How's Connie? And then they gossip mm-hmm. about Connie. Um, Wit says that she sent a postcard and t- mentioned how she met a Christian woman on the bus. And then he says, I'm surprised she even mentioned it. You know how sensitive she's been about being pressured.
2: <sighs>
0: he straight up says that. I... Yeah, we're pressuring her so much. Ugh, she's so sensitive about it.
1: It's so cringy, you guys. It's so
0: tone deaf. Oof. And this is the model the that, that Christians yeah. are supposed to follow, right? Like pressure, yeah. pressure, 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 pressure. So um, when someone,
1: someone, you know, tries to set a boundary with us, we're supposed to think they're being too sensitive. This is what's being. Exactly.
0: Exactly. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So try, let's try harder. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ignore that boundary <laughs> even yeah. more. Yeah. It just, it just means that they're feeling convicted by God. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I was told in Bible college. It. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was like, if you're, if you react to something, it just means that you're feeling convicted by God and you really need to explore
1: that. Oof, that's dangerous.
0: Oh, it was terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: So then I, you just were like, oh, I'll just never react to something then.
1: Again, let's yeah. say And then you're not emotion. allowed. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-mm. But
0: if a man has a reaction, that's not
1: being convicted. Oh, we got... You, know. you got men reacting all over this episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um. So then they pray for Connie some more. Yeah. They just like send some like pressure, pressured intentions in her direction. <laughs> yeah. High pressure intentions. Um. And we go back to California. Connie's at hanging out at her dad's house, and Pam, wild Pam, drops by to see oh, her. Oh, wild Pam. Yeah, Connie's like, is it true that you're a religious freak now? (laughs) Basically, and Pam is like, Jesus Christ is the center of my life now. Um, there's something, and yeah, the way she says this was so awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm because she she's basically a little like, what did Marcy tell you? And. And when she finds it, she's like, I'm not a religious freak, but Jesus Christ is the center of my life, you know? Yeah. And it's all, uh, like, very name-droppy and, like, we're buddies.
1: Um, I, I wrote down, too, this, like, loss of identity. Yeah. Like, loss of identity in order to follow Christ is, like, Jesus is the center of my life. I no longer matter or exist.
0: Completely. Yeah. 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 There's like a, there's yes. like this
1: weird, and that is something we've been taught like that there's like a loss of identity. Yep. You have to lose yourself to gain Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a dangerous teaching.
0: Yeah. Well, that all of Connie's boundaries come from herself.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so bad. Evil.
0: Yeah. All that resistance. That's crazy. Uh, it sounds like you've changed too, Connie and connie's like you're wondering if i'm a christian well i'm not it's a conspiracy <laughs> yeah <laughs> in odyssey on the bus you what do you guys play tag with me like yeah, yeah like call each other up tag she's in california your turn yeah, yeah. yeah. um which is a very like astute thing to notice Absolutely. that all of these people all over the place are like trying to pressure me but they turn yes. it around on god Like, no, actually, it's God who's exerting all of this pressure on you and ignoring all of your boundaries. Yes. Yes, Yeah, spiritual bypassing, once again. Spiritual bypassing, Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't take
1: responsibility for their actions.
0: It's it's not. No, we all grow up in this toxic religion where we're Mm -hmm. told to pressure and attack and, you know, annoy people until they become Christians. And we don't understand why we're so alienated
1: from people yeah totally like it's weird it's like even like socially it's just really messing up like our ideas socially of what's the norm yeah
0: um Pam's like basically oh we don't have to be in contact with each other because God does it all for us (laughs) yeah that's the one that's that is really ignoring your boundaries and oh man being a dick toward you I just had a strong feeling to come see you and invite you to a bonfire tonight. Can we talk about being a Christian and having strong, those like mm. strong feelings strong to do things? Feelings. Have you done that? Yeah. Tell me about a time when you had a strong oh. feeling from, from the Lord, quote from unquote, the Lord. that you acted oh. on. And if it went all the better, if it like totally did, totally missed like did not land at all you're like i um, really feel like god wanted me to do this thing and the person's like okay
1: <laughs> okay yeah It's is like straight up uh i mean this is this is fairly personal it's fine so i you know i'm a worship leader or, or was my band has recently decided that we're not going to be doing worship anymore uh but Yay. uh back in the day you know as a worship leader i was really expected to have uh strong feelings uh, at the microphone and be spontaneously breaking out into words that were from Christ, uh, apparently. Um, and, you know, oftentimes I, I, I think in my head, like, what would be most impressive to the, to the congregation right now? Mm-hmm. What's going to sound the like, what's going to sound the like the most spiritual? And, uh, I cannot possibly admit for a second that it was, uh, divine intervention in any way because there was it was actually quite calculated to think about and it just actually points out that I have like this knack for writing songs on the spot because I would think very deliberately about what I was saying and how it would appear the most spiritual
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: right and that's just me admitting like that was essentially me just trying to look the part but also
0: like the part that they uh, that like
1: you were doing the them, thing you know? that they
0: wanted you to do yeah you know yeah,
1: yeah. for 100 mm-hmm. yeah. percent. and again we have that that self-forgetting right like so if i didn't do that they'd be like oh like are you like what's wrong with you mm-hmm. right and so i and have to bypass again
0: yeah yeah there's like because there's an element of self-preservation in that too like it's if like there is what am how can i do this so that i will look a certain way so that they will leave me alone Right, because right, if you don't, then it's like, oh, what's going on? How are you sinning, or what's? Is there something going on in your life? You know, then it becomes, then they start for digging sure. into you. You know,
1: yes, yeah. but I would uh, that that is definitely true. But for me, my intentions were definitely, how can I be accepted? Mm-hmm. How can I say this in a way that is the most impressive so I can maintain this position I'm in? Yeah, right, this position I'm in. Like I was really put into a position of power. Uh, yeah, very, I mean, I think we could do a whole episode on worship leaders because it is extremely interesting. Um, uh, and of course, music does create strong feelings. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is what music does. But that, what, why aren't we giving music the credit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why isn't music getting the yeah. credit?
0: <laughs> Talk about religious trauma. Uh, yes, because you can't use that to manipulate people to do. Because if you say it's Do God, God well. this is yeah. God speaking to your heart. This is mm-hmm. God calling you to come to the front for prayer. You know, mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. people to then come to the front, disclose things, personal mm-hmm. things, and it gives you more power.
1: Hundred percent, and like no one can argue with God said. I totally. once broke up with a. I was like, I was like nineteen. And I broke up with a guy because I was like, well, God told me. No, I just didn't want to date him anymore. Yeah, but like, but like, he couldn't argue with God said. Right, right, because he was a Christian too, and he's like, "Oh, God said, well, I guess we better pack it in. <laughs> no argument, right? Wow. Like, because God said it's the final word. It's <laughs> almost amazing. as power. It's almost as powerful as a Bible verse.
0: He's one of our biggest fans, so he'll get to hear that confession. I hope so. Actually, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. It'd be, great. Can say, wait, It'd wait, be great if he was, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh. uh karis okay. a time when god spoke to your heart to tell you to do something oh i feel like it happened all the time at bible college all the time that's what bible college is yeah God's, it's a strong god, feeling. Really... yeah <laughs> it's like where you're most i don't know i can't think of a specific time that's i great. know there were times where i just like was talking to people and felt like I was like saying the right things mm-hmm. in the right moment, which you know is what word of knowledge or word of wisdom or whatever in the mm-hmm. Bible. Um, but I can't think of any time where that like backfired on me. I, I mean, have... not to like my face. Oh, yeah. I'm you know, like I'm sure they went away and were like, well, that was okay, but that was crazy, or like mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know. It doesn't have to be a time when it like backfired on you, it could just be any time. I just thought that would be kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, that is more fun. I really felt like I needed to pray for one of my friends in in high school. So mm. I did that. You know that because uh, everyone, they tell you that it's just everyone wants to be prayed for. You know, just try asking. It's so nice. It doesn't make people yeah. uncomfortable at all. It's just <laughs> like people love it. People so, love it. You should definitely always try and ask to pray for people because it will feel supportive to them. Anyway, I did. I prayed for a friend in high school and she actually, it was it was kind of a nice moment. Um, mm-hmm. But earlier than that, I remember I was in grade four and I had, I don't know, I had like some candies and I don't know if it was like a God told me to do this. I was just like, trying to do like something nice in secret, you know, like, cause you know, don't, don't advertise it, go into a closet or whatever. Right. So (laughs) I, I had some like candies and then I like put them on this boy's desk who like sat beside me, who was like kind of a brat. And, (laughs) and, you know, I just like wanted to be nice to him. And, and then he like found them and he was like, did you put these here? Who put these candies here? Did you put these here? (laughs) I, like, drew so much attention to it. I was like, no, no, it wasn't me. Like, and I got, like, Covered so embarrassed. Yeah. So well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: It was super embarrassing.
1: <laughs> I just had a strong feeling. Yeah. God told me to do it. God told me to do it. Uh, um, and it's, like, it's hard because, like, I want to look back and, and, and like, there are times where I do believe there was like, a di- like, there had to be been some sort of divine intervention. There had yes, to be. Yeah. Yeah. But it right? gets like,
0: used, it gets used as such a manipulation tactic, you right, know?
1: Right. And the, the discernment to say, was that actually what I thought it was? Right. And, and there, uh, I look back, there are times where I can say, no, I think that actually was something legitimately like, like divine. Right. Yeah. But there's definitely lots of it that's like, mm, don't think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of your Bible college experience cares just from listening to, to you talk with like Leah and Courtney and stuff mm-hmm. was um, like about your speaking in tongues things and like those kind yeah. of groups that is that to me is like this mm-hmm. you know like yeah. you've got you and that's like trying to force that feeling and trying to yeah. force and so much of it is yep. like trying to force a yeah. spiritual connection um, and then also being totally unaware that there's nothing there because they don't cultivate a a true spiritual connection you know what I mean yeah, they yeah. don't teach people yeah. how to cultivate that because what they teach people is just how to like get in line and do what they say and believe what they say you know and not and actually how like, God connect yeah mm-hmm. spiritually with mm-hmm. yeah goddess people's or different yeah right well or like people's different experiences it's like yeah. this is a box yeah. if you don't fit in this box then god doesn't love you yeah
1: right or your faith isn't good enough like yeah if totally you can't produce speaking in tongues you're not believing hard enough or you're it's like evidence of something being wrong with your faith oh yeah, yeah. i can never speak
0: in tongues so yeah. i guess they they knew mm-hmm. they smelt a rat from the time i was 12 <laughs> so when I was in, I went to LA to the Dream Center to volunteer with, uh, one, of with one of the churches in Red Deer a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. And there on Thursday nights, they have this service at like, they have a Dream Center church, which is like a massive mega church where mm-hmm. they do, uh, anyway, they have a service and it was like, You know, it's, like, flashy and big and whatever. but And so I was, like, pretty skeptical when we got there. I was, like, oh, this is going to be dumb. But then, Mm. like, as we were there, I was, like, I, like, to me, I had an experience, like, a spiritual experience. Mm. And, like, some of the other people on the team did as well. Whether it was Mm. an actual one, I don't know. I'm not, I can't say definitively. But Mm. some of us experienced it. Some of the people on our team didn't have an experience. Mm-hmm which is which should be fine ideally however we had a debrief afterwards where we all like sat around all the people in our team and basically one of the people brought up like that they didn't experience god the same way that the rest of us did during mm. worship mm. and basically the pastor that came with us was like Well, if you didn't experience God tonight, then there's something blocking you from God. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And I was like, and I was so mad because I was like, okay, but there's like three other people in our group that also didn't experience God Yeah, and you can't tell them. That it's their fault yeah. that God is choosing. God is choosing to interact with them in a different way, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I was so mad. We went back to yeah. the room, and I just like ranted about it. Because one of the other girls came back to the room, and she was like, "So
1: apparently, I don't have a relationship with God." <laughs>
0: I was like, "No, that's such garbage." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so traumatizing. This thing for yeah. words, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this was the the thing even when i was in high school and middle school the thing that i always kind of kept coming back to was like how big is god like they mm. they yeah. when you're in the setting god has so many parameters and like yeah but if is god like wanting to connect with people on an individual basis then won't she just do it you know like yeah 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 uh, totally. Why does it need to be mediated through this this organization that conveniently wants to yeah. take ten percent of my money? Like,
1: well, apparently, according to Adventures of Odyssey, if God wants to talk to you, he'll go send a person on a bus. He'll get yeah. to you through, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a friend who's a freak now. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots. You know, yeah. yeah, he's coming for you. He's coming for you.
0: Yeah, you never did that to me. <laughs> no
1: i uh, like that you said she i appreciate yeah. that
0: actually i i try to gender god goddess as female as frequently as possible
1: mm-hmm. beautiful
0: um it's hard in this context because you're like when you're talking about the episode it's always like god god you know like patriarchy yeah, <laughs> yeah it is it's but so also true. like yeah. more important i think because yeah. it kind of like changes it changes it
1: flip flip the script yeah yeah beautiful.
0: Um, so basically we find out Pam came to see if Connie was a Christian and Con- and then she invites her to a bonfire on the beach a Christian bonfire on the beach and Connie's like yeah we'll see um, and she decides to not do anything she decides not to go to the drinking party and not to go to the beach mm. um, which as anyone who has ever been to a church drime knows that means she's going to hell because she didn't choose <laughs> church
1: drime <laughs> I did so many drives. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> right? She didn't commit. You didn't commit either way. You're ceding your life to Satan. You're lukewarm. You're lukewarm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Marcy so she's calls like, talking her. To herself. Oh, Marcy yeah. Marcy calls her to see if she's coming to the drinking party. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I've been, I'm busy. Tell everyone hi. I'll see them tomorrow. And then when she hangs up, she's like, I haven't changed. I haven't it was yeah, just an invitation yeah. why does it bug me so much and then there's a flashback to that really problematic time that we talked about on a different episode where mm-hmm. wit signs her up to do the bible drill oh boy. without telling her mm-hmm. and then she's like really upset about it and they're like why she's so touchy you know Ugh. and it's, it's <laughs> a horrible because she uh, sets a boundary. Yeah. She sets a boundary. She's like, Hey, you didn't even talk to me about this. I'm not interested in this and I don't like doing it. And, and this is the same episode too, where her friend is like, Hey, you're always doing all that Christian stuff at wit's end and everything. And we never see you. And so I stopped asking you to hang out ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that Wit has literally been, like, scheduling her life for her and stealing Mm. all of her free time and making her do these kind of things. Right. Or, like, setting her up to be in a position where it's awkward for her to say no because he's in a position of power over her. He's her boss, you know. She wants to keep her job. Like, it's very uncomfortable. And then they're like, oh, what's the big deal? You can just say no. But it's not that easy.
1: She's tried to say no
0: yeah 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 all the time yeah. she's trying to say no
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then she's like You're... what have yeah. you done to me Why and she decides to go met? to the bonfire because she's thinking about mr whitaker she decides to go to the bonfire to see pamela and she finds out that she missed most of it but pam's like you got to meet this person she's what does she call her it's our sponsor or something sponsor i thought that was an interesting oh, word interesting to use choice. yeah yeah like it is a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess we're all addicted to sinning and <laughs> we need someone to keep us straight. Or addicted um, to
1: Jesus. <laughs> Woo!
0: Yeah. I've been, I, my name is Candace. I've been Jesus free for <laughs> Jesus. Five free. Years. Jesus free since five 93. years. Yeah. <laughs> Got my five year chip tonight. <laughs> Yay. Five year chip. Go When I was in the church, I used to pray for people without their consent and, uh...
1: Yes, I, uh, evangelized (laughs) instead of listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought I knew everything and I judged everyone (laughs) all the time. Can can we actually build this out as a TikTok? That would be a good TikTok, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Done. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so she takes her over to meet the sponsor and we find out it's Audrey from the bus.
1: Surprise! Of course it is.
0: And again, this is all pegged as God. Look. God. God is orga- orchestrating all of this so that you keep running into Christians. Um,
1: Just so much God controlling this situation.
0: Yeah, and Pamela says what does Pamela say? It's not written here. It's something like, like, God's no. coming after you or like, yep. God's yeah. going to get you or something. Like
1: she says, if you don't come to him, he will come to you. Yeah. I wrote that down.
0: That's yeah. a, that's a threat. If there
1: ever was. One. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like the way they're <laughs> painting God. I'm like, Oh, I, I don't want anything to do with this guy. I
0: know. So for everyone listening, if you don't go to God, God will go to you. So watch out. Just watch your backs is all I'm saying. <laughs> it just, it makes God sound like a mafia, like a mob boss. And then, okay. Audrey says, sometimes you've been fighting it, but it's there all the same fighting, like God's love or this idea of becoming a Christian. And she says, sometimes those who fight the hardest want it the most.
1: Yeah. Is that right?
0: Dear God, god if that is not an instance of rape culture like coming from her mouth
1: yep Uh uh-huh wow i can't even like i can't even respond to that
0: but also i I feel like that was very much like female socialization in the church Mm -hmm. you know like you're first of all you're never supposed to ask for what you want you have to like work against it Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's playing out now in her relationship with God, right? Because, like, as mm-hmm. a woman, you know, you're not supposed to
1: resist,
0: Resist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, no, you are supposed to resist because then it's more fun. Like, the chase is more fun. Oh, right. You know and what I mean? Chase, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you resist the most, you want it the most. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh, one
0: person seems to shine with the love of God and they keep on loving you no matter what you do. And then she has a flashback to Mr. Whitaker who is not loving her, who is manipulating her and being a kind of a yeah. creepy perv all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then Connie starts crying. What did he say to her on the bus? To so, like what he says to her right before she goes to the bus. Oh we yeah. We had all these conversations. Yeah. yeah. I love and you. But I hope you think about them. Yeah. God, God loves, loves you. you.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: And then there's, like, an altar call moment. Audrey is like, Jesus died for your sins. Yes. And he wants you to come into his life. Lo- he wants you to come into his life. He wants to come into your life. <laughs> but also true. Whoa. Yes. His life would be enriched if he if Connie was in it. Yeah. He should be so lucky. He should be so lucky. Uh, <laughs> isn't it time that you accept it? And then Connie's like, I want to go home, back to Odyssey. So she cuts her trip short and decides to go back to odyssey so then we go back to wits end and wits having a talk with eugene about oh oh yeah this Karis, do you want to do you want to talk about this yeah so so wits talking to eugene eugene's like well we're both you know intelligent men there's no reason to like thank me and wits like that's not what i was going to do um, and then he talks about how Eugene like does all these things, but he's missing his heart. And Eugene makes mm-hmm. a comment about like, if I was missing my heart, I wouldn't be able to function. And it's like, no, your emotional heart, you're everything you're doing oh. is too automated. It should be about people. Efficiency is good, but if it's, but not, if it's not warm and loving. And basically it's all about like, how can you function? How can you make these things that are actually beneficial to the people that are here? Not just like automate the processes.
2: Mm. Um,
0: so I just thought it was interesting that he's like, no, your emotional heart. When, like, yeah. anytime Connie's Connie's emotional, yeah, it's, like, sinful.
1: Mm-hmm. But then
0: he's like, oh, Eugene, you need to be more emotional.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: And, like, relational and... Yeah. But also, I think it's very disingenuous to paint Eugene as, like, this very intelligent person who can't understand in this context this this thing this train system is a toy for children and yeah, right. you want children to be able to play with it like it's kind of again
1: i come to like that they poke fun at these like academic intellect intellects like yeah oh, we can't even figure out a train thing right like, yeah. Or or like even the fact that you would like say that he has no access to his emotional heart
0: yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't
1: I don't see wit really engaging in conversations that encourage that with him. I don't see him trying, like, you know. True. Uh,
0: He's been there for, like, a week. How do you know yeah. anything about him?
1: How yeah. do you know about his emotional Yeah, heart? You haven't had yeah. a conversation with him that we can see that would even allow for that to show.
0: But it's so. wit. Wit knows all things about all oh, people.
1: Right. Yes.
0: And always has the right thing to say at the right moment.
1: Yes, the omniscient wit.
0: Yeah somehow somehow so yeah so wit asks him basically to undo everything he did and then they'll work yeah. on
1: they'll decide together
0: what they're gonna do which is mm-hmm. you know wit is the boss he, he should have been kind of in charge the whole time but because again because eugene is a man he comes in and he's like oh yeah do what you want you know um Whereas with Connie, he's like, like, he's like, yeah, I need you to clean up these things and do all these, like, do all the survey, service, everything. Yeah, I made a mess. Can you clean and it up? And even when he gives her a break, it's not because he's like taking over anything. It's like, you can clean this tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, do we know if Eugene's a Christian? He's not. He's not. Okay. So where's all the conversations about trying to make Eugene a Christian?
0: Uh, they come later.
1: Okay. But yes. Yeah, I'm just drawing some uh, yeah attention. Interesting.
0: To that. Don't... Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point because I'm trying to remember now if how soon did Witch tr- start trying to convert Connie? I don't think in the first episode when she was no. introduced. it wasn't like part of their first conversation. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, that's in- that's an interesting mm-hmm. point. Maybe so take a look at that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Connie comes in, and the door, the door car horn. Airhorn honks, yes. uh, and she asks to have a private word with Wit. And she tells him so about. Wait, how she's can him. we just yeah, highlight for a second? Her yeah. and Eugene. This is their first time meeting. Oh yeah, it's very pleasant. It is very pleasant. It doesn't last because in the yep. in next episode, they're rivals. Anyway, yeah, uh, but it's very pleasant. It's like two seconds. Maybe. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> carry on. I just okay. wanted to highlight that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she's, she talks to him about how she thought going to California would give her some clarity about all this confusion she's been feeling. And I mean, it's interesting because the confusion that she's been feeling has been deliberately sewed there by Wit as a tactic to Mm -hmm. manipulate. Like this is a, this is a thing abusers do all the time. Deliberate confusion. Yes. Deliberate Mm -hmm. confusion.
1: Yeah. Make you, make you think you're. Crazy or delusional, or yeah, yeah, you're confused, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag gaslighting. Hashtag gaslighting. <laughs> so she says that being going to California provided clarity, and now she knows what she wants to do. And he's like, "Oh no, like, what do you want to do?" <laughs> he's sure that she's going to say that she wants to move back there and just become a drug addict and a <laughs> <Yeah>. prostitute. <laughs> and a prostitute yeah (laughs) um and connie's like i want to pray with you i'm not sure of all the right words you know um forgive me i want to ask jesus to live in my heart and wit is so happy (sighs) and then the episode ends with connie being like dear jesus and then it kind of trails off but okay i wanted to know this is something i've been kind of trying to oh go ahead Sorry, I just wanted to point one other thing because she's like, Your prayers made it all the way to California. So oh, yeah. somehow this is still wit his doing mm-hmm. single handedly made it happen. True. Yeah. Through prayer. Yeah. True. So, or sorry, I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this there's this thing that I've been kind of trying to figure out. We've talked about before, and I've just done some light searching and haven't been able to find is like Where did this idea of asking Jesus into your heart originate? This is what I want to know. Like what? I have that. No,
1: well, I don't know. Yeah. Like Uh, I know I found found some
0: like justifications like behold, I stand at the door and knock is like the verse people use. Like, Mm-hmm. to to justify this idea of letting Jesus into your life. But this idea mm-hmm. that you need to pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart. Into your
1: heart. Like, yeah.
0: where did that come from and why? Because it, it seems of- like it probably has like nefarious origins.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I also wrote down that I was going to ask you guys the exact same question. <laughs> I also wrote that down. And I, I, I also did some looking like, what even Bible verses could have been twisted? Because oftentimes yeah. like, we twist the Bible verse, you know? Uh, so like, you know, we have the, the verse, like the heart is deceitful above all else. We have verses like this, like that, uh, the, the body is a temple. Right. Yeah. And so this idea that Jesus would live it somewhere in your body. Oh, you know, I think probably mm-hmm. came somewhere from there, but nowhere in the Bible do we have this, this specific phrase, Jesus in your heart. It's so um, weird. I- it's it's a very weird one and I'm also curious how he, she even knew that. How she would even know to say that, right? It's very niche. When I talk to someone yeah. who's not a Christian, I say ask Jesus in your heart. They're like, "What are you? What does what? that mean?" Yeah. Well, they understand it's the word of believe. Because of yeah. wit, she knows. Oh, oh, yeah, cuz he's probably said it all the time. Yeah,
0: cuz yeah, he he's been like trying to pressure her to do that for so long.
1: Yeah. So like it's a very niche evangelical phrase. Yeah. Uh, other people, not even Catholics. Uh, you know, I have Catholic friends that are like, what, what yeah. did she say? Like, you know, like they're, they, even they're like, that's not something we say. No. So and I'm, I'm also not, very curious.
0: Like Anglicans neither. Like, no, nope. that's not
1: a thing. Nope. No. Yep. Yeah. Super, super curious about that. Yeah. So, uh, you all, uh, all of you listeners out there, you.
0: No, yeah. I, sorry. I just did a quick look and I'm not, finding no i i came up with like tons of like pastors and like blogs and things of christians being like yeah talking about how great it is to ask jesus into your heart or like the verses that justify it or like those kind Mm -hmm. of things but nothing like historically like where did this come from and why is what i want to know all okay all i found for that was it came sometime in the 20th century yeah so yeah.
1: Pretty recent really.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it could be that fa- sure to someone. But had become the common it does not occur before the turn of the twentieth century, but be, had become the common way of expressing conversion by the mid part of the twentieth century. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about the episode that, from your notes that we didn't explicitly oh, yeah. touch on? We're gonna go we also have
1: questions. So Yeah, let's do some questions. I also have a yeah. question for you guys yeah um what's it like for you being uh you know because uh, first i want to hear about like what young candace and karis would have thought uh when they listened to this uh versus like what type of feelings do you have towards that little person uh and i'll give you an example so little cody used to listen to adventures and odyssey at camp silversides when i worked there and as part of HHH which was happy horizontal hour and all the kids would have a nap and so we'd listen to odyssey to, to get the kids to sleep right of course I just sat there and listened um and I remember thinking like with all of my heart like whoa like this is this is so good right like I remember thinking like like oh this is so great for kids uh the, you know these stories they help put the salvation message in a way kids can really understand
2: mm-hmm. and you
1: know uh, it was our job to really to, honestly at the end of every week they would ask us how many kids we saved in our cabins Mm -hmm. uh i have grace for little cody uh little cody was doing her best and i'm such an achiever that i got so competitive you know like i'd be like hey let's save the most kids um because i'm competitive and little cody just wanted to be the best and i have so much grace for her because you know odyssey and many of the other christian subculture things i i tried so hard Mm -hmm. I i just remember trying so hard to mm-hmm. adopt it, to be like it, to believe it and enact it and apply it to everything in my life. Um and I have grace for that little Cody, and I'm glad I'm not her now. But uh yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts.
0: Um Okay, so I remember this episode. Like I remember listening to this episode as a kid. I don't know, mm-hmm. like yeah, young, like less than ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just, I mean, with, with all the episodes that I listened to when I was young, just, like, accepting it completely as, like, yeah. this is the this is correct and this is the way the world is. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, when she went back to California being like, no, don't go to the bad party, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. just being yeah. really invested in Connie's salvation. And also thinking Mr. Whitaker was, like, the best. Oh, he's, like, yeah. so... He's so like friendly. this friendly grandpa, you know? Yeah. 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 And and now what like I have such a different perspective on that obviously. But yeah. mostly like when I look back at past me at young me, you know, before I knew anything and understood anything. And I also try and keep this in mind for now because you know like we're always learning and things are changing and you know like mm-hmm. it's important to be open to that and things you know, like future me in 20 years is going to look back at me now and be like, oh boy. Absolutely. (laughs) But like also, I think I, yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of warm feelings. I think also having my own kids now. Yeah. You know, like I see Uh them and their kids and like they're so earnest and they're so there and they just like put their whole hearts into things and it's so... It's so beautiful. And I, I mm-hmm. think that about myself, like, yeah, just, like, yeah. I, I feel a lot of warmth for young me. Um, and I think, I actually had, like, a very interesting experience, which is related to this, but not exactly about Adventures in Odyssey. Um, because I used to, like, when I thought back on, like, high school me, just mm-hmm. feel, incredible like shame and self-loathing mm. and mm. um then i watched this show pen 15 have you seen it no it's the it's best. No best you need to watch it it's you amazing it. it's about going to high school <laughs> in like it's on cbc gem 90s early 2000s oh. and
1: so our time Perfect. it's like
0: completely relatable it, I felt like I was watching myself on the screen except it was like someone else and seeing these girls just go through these incredibly awkward experiences and I just felt like so much compassion and like warmth mm-hmm. for them and it just like yeah. translated into me seeing myself in high school in a different light yeah, and I just, yeah. it like changed the way I, it was a very therapeutic experience. It changed the way I felt about myself on like a very deep level yeah, <laughs> watching that's that. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh,
1: I think at the beginning of my deconstruction, I was like really grieving that I didn't get to explore who I was or like that I was so repressed or tried so hard in this culture that didn't really have space for me to grow or change or know mm-hmm. who I am. And I, I was really grieving Uh, and and maybe even angry about that and uh, a little further along now I look at her I look at little Cody with so much compassion and like you said there's like a lot of warmth there too and uh, yeah like it wasn't wasn't all bad there's lots of warmth but man there's it's just crazy to look back and think
0: about how much yeah Yeah. I just I see like I mean, when I think about us as young, I didn't know you as a young person, but I, when I think about us and like all these kids that kind of grew up in the church and how we were just kind of, we had no guidance. Like, well, we had a mm-hmm. lot of bad guidance, Bad, guidance, you know, yeah. and we were like doing the best with what we were given, you
1: know, and, and we were guidance. so earnest. Yeah. yeah. So earnest. Yeah. And you can see how things like Odyssey, you know, cause kids minds, uh, like you said about your own kids are so earnest mm-hmm. and they're so sincere and you can see how kids minds we, as, as adults, we have a huge responsibility to make sure that, you know, to be careful what we're exposing our kids or what we're, how we're shaping their minds. Cause you can mm-hmm. see how odyssey appeals to children. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody wants a happy grandpa. That's oh, just, like, nice. loves you. And a place right? that gives you ice cream.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can go on yeah. adventures.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I remember hearing the words "imagination station" be like, "Whoa, yeah, (laughs) I love that." I wish, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) totally. Um, So yeah, uh, I'm I'm, I'm on this side, like being an adult now, uh, and actually being a teacher at Gateway for so long, Mm -hmm. I felt this like heavy heaviness, knowing that these minds were so shaped Mm -hmm. by what they were hearing from Mm -hmm. me and from our culture, and uh, you know, thinking about them as adults and how they would look back and think, "Oh." You know, my teacher mm-hmm. taught me this and it was wrong. And yeah, there's a huge responsibility.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. Yeah, Karis, what about you?
0: Um, this is an interesting question. I feel, I mean, I also, I feel the same way as you guys do as far as like, you know, young me was just trying her best. Mm-hmm. But I also think back to like me in Bible college.
1: Right. And mm-hmm.
0: how like there was a lot of security in the church in one not ever having to make decisions for myself Mm -hmm. and two think thinking that there was very black and white and there were right answers yeah and so like I look at that and I understand I have a lot of grace for myself and why it kind of took me so long to leave the church because there was so much security for me in it even in like the trauma and the you know sexism and the abuse like there was still this like it's familiar Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. but it's just easy because there's answers whereas like as i walked away it was like oh literally 95 percent of things are gray and that's uncomfortable for me because i grew up not ever really being allowed to have my own opinion like i never thought i was allowed to have an opinion so sorry Mm -hmm. no and i was just gonna say and also like all of the people who were your support network as you were questioning things and things they just were like they just abandoned you they completely abandoned me yeah. totally mm-hmm. and so it was it was um unbelievably terrifying like <laughs> stepping away from that because it was like but I had all these answers or I had this you know someone else was always telling me what to do because I didn't know that I could like make my own choices or like speak up for myself or like like there was a lot that I didn't know Mm -hmm. but then also like looking back at that and being like but I know that now and I'm really proud of myself for knowing that now yeah yeah and like you know and like being having taken that journey and being able yeah. to look back and be like, wow, like I've mm-hmm. gone, I've come really far. And you yeah. were so brave because you so did that. Sweet. You did that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I think it's yeah. a, it's a cool <laughs> testimony. Oh, that's another yeah. uh, oh, yeah. yeah, way but... to talk about testimonies. Yeah. Testimonies oh, are a whole other thing. We wanted to talk about testimonies. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah okay, Candice and I talked about that. Okay. Um Yeah. But yeah, I think when we look back, uh, we were so afraid to ask the questions and so afraid to to leave. And it really took so much bravery to go to a place that we were told was like the the like literal backsliding hill on the back of the hill to hell, right? Like yeah. for us to have the bravery the saved, to life. ask these yeah to ask these questions to leave our communities, we all thought and they all thought or still think that yeah. we're going to burn up for it, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are sitting here happy and content and and ma- more integrated than ever yeah. um and that's that's really the testament uh right there yeah that's you know, true to, to the journey that it's been yeah
0: yeah okay so there are they the adventures in odyssey wiki has questions leading questions that you're supposed to discussion questions to today ask to your children after you listen to the episode. So we always like to ask those questions and talk about them Mm. after we talk through the episode. So I'm going to go ahead and ask the first question. Okay. Sometimes they're really leading and bad. Like, you know, the answer they're looking for based on like how they frame the next question. Um, (laughs) So why did Connie want to get back to California so badly? To uh, uh, uh. see her friends to run away from god yeah and i mean to see, really to see her friends to go back right. to like the place where she felt she had true Familiar. community and
1: connection yeah yes that is the answer and also get, to get away from the like harassment that she's experiencing
0: literally <laughs> yeah yeah tom told wit that what happened to connie in california was god's business what did he mean by that <laughs> mind your own business wit <laughs> yeah don't be anxious because God's got it under yeah. control yeah
1: maybe maybe stop trying to control Connie
0: don't worry God's already controlling her <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say what he meant was we should keep gossiping about it for a little bit longer <laughs> because right. God's in control because that means we need to talk about it Both Mrs. Nelson and Pamela told Connie that God was putting people in her path to influence her. Can you think of people who have influenced you for God and how? Oh, wow. That's such a, that's such a loaded question.
1: Yeah. I mean, lots of people.
0: I guess like my parents took me to church and put me in Sunday school
1: yeah yeah
0: and then the sunday school teacher told us about all of the exciting stories in the bible
1: and then my parents put me in christian school oh you yeah. were a christian school kid yeah yeah and then what? i was only in news group so my entire like connection with any human was only christians oh no so i guess uh everyone <laughs>
0: that's so tragic i guess like connie's experience kind of was your experience because literally every person you interacted with was
1: christian a christian (sighs) yeah Yeah. except i had no marcy on the other side there was just only christians
0: yeah no marcy on the other side also pushing you towards christians
1: something yeah yeah Yeah. i'm like more curious about the person people that you met that like got you out of it The ones that like seen
0: as the bad guys, they're the ones that are very more interesting Uh, to me. My My
1: sister, me, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I, I, you were well. So actually, it was like it was actually like (laughs) people in the church that like pushed me out of the church essentially because of like a whole relationship situation that went bad, and then uh, my sister was the only one that believed me, basically. Nice. So. And then, yeah, and that the rest is history. And now here we are doing a podcast about it. Nice. So, would you say I influenced you for God by helping no. you leave the church?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I we were doing the opposite. Cody said the opposite. I said the. I'm more curious about oh, the opposite. So. So. so then I was answering that one. Oh, I see.
0: I, see. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, I kind of like your reframe. Like, yeah, I don't think God is in the church. So we can it's do true. it that way too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. True. It's true. I think mine was my, my best friend, Jordana, uh, her daughter died of cancer.
2: Oh, so the cancer was ones cool. also,
1: yes. Yeah. Uh, my niece, Sarah died yeah. of cancer. And there was like a lot of questions after that, like, yeah. lots of this isn't making sense. And I remember her really grappling with it first. And, uh, she, you know, showed me some different, like, I think Richard Rohr, you know, oh, some yeah. of these different yeah these different faith leaders who are really questioning things and, and really like some new ideas, like instead of atonement, like Jesus dying for our sins, maybe he died in solidarity. I remember being like, what? Oh yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, trying to think a bit differently from about these things. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that like that, that tragedy really brought all of us to a sobering moment where we're like, I don't think we can believe this anymore.
0: You can't just ignore the problem of evil anymore. Like yeah, when yeah. it's right there. And affecting your life.
1: And we had like, emotions that we couldn't bypass anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. We were grieving and we couldn't just pray it away or like yeah. ignore it and think Jesus would make it better. Like it was real. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And you're supposed to believe God has a plan and this is, and is in, in control and yeah. like how evil, how evil is he then? Yeah. If he's killing children, literally, you know, with cancer. Yeah
1: yeah and like this this episode got personal for me too my my family has recently been like oh you're not the woman of faith you used to be you know yeah, and they're, they're, yes. they're saying things like you've changed mm-hmm. and they'll go as far to say is like well I think because Thane my partner Thane he's not a Christian and I love him for it I don't want him to be one mm-hmm. um but they they'll say things like well probably Thane or your other oh, boyfriend Andrew like that's why you it's probably why your face slipped hey like no
0: yeah you're like totally pliable and <laughs> susceptible to like yeah. whoever you're dating yeah
1: yeah um so some really and like i don't know how to respond to that like they, like, they really are struggling yeah. with the fact that i've changed and like you're not we miss they literally said we miss who you used to be oh. right and it's just like oh that's that's but tough. that's so- also
0: that like you are not fitting into these certain things, parameters and therefore you are not worthy of our love and affection. Right. We don't accept you just the way you are.
1: We don't accept you just the way you you are. There's no space for you to evolve or change here. Uh, And again, this part of codependency is we must think the same. We must think the Mm -hmm. same and believe the same to be a, you know, a a unit that's functioning. And so now I'm, I'm changing the role I'm in. I, you know, I'm, kind of stepping out of this triangulation and and everything else but i you know i come across this episode and i hear of what they're saying to her about her changing mm-hmm. right and it's so hard to have a person say to you oh you've changed like that's yeah. not that's not a small as a negative statement. as yeah. a negative that's yeah. not a small statement yeah that's really troubling yeah yeah
0: it's very upsetting
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah Good for thought. Anyway, that's why, you know, I'm curious about the person who led you away or or, or not, not led you away, but like, you know, influenced yeah, your decision. Helped to- you to leave.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, a, it's almost like a lifeline though, when you're there, like Connie now is like, now she's so sucked into this, you know, mm-hmm. they've isolated her. She's in it now. She's mm-hmm. given in. It is like a yeah. lifeline to help pull people out.
1: Yeah. Because it is right? pretty
0: Like. Culty a lot of these evangelical churches. Very culty.
1: So when we say who helped you leave, you know, it's it definitely is not uh out of the realm (laughs) to say a phrase like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I
0: think um I mean I don't I can't think point to any specific person. I think I so after high school I lived in England for a while and I did youth work and I was at a church that was a lot more like social justice oriented. And it was a very big shift from going to an Alberta church. And then when I came back, I kind of like tried to get involved in young adults and like try and get some, you know, like do some actual things to make the world better. You know, like I started volunteering at Potter's hands every morning at like five doing breakfasts and like try to get the young adults to like do some things. And I would, I was um, I would go and then I would like bring up questions about stuff I was reading, you know, I was like reading, I was like trying to learn and trying to make the world better and within this framework of christianity and every time I brought something up, the youth leader at the time the young adults leader at the time Thomas, was like basically just shut me down was like either we don't believe that or know that's wrong or like just basically found a way to silence me and my opinion and any kind of discussion I was trying to get started. And Stephen, my husband now, would come with me Um, and he would ask the same kind of questions and he would get like completely engaged with like Thomas tried to mentor him. He like tried to take him out for coffee and like... uh kind of take him under his wing and i and just seeing that difference you know like the people that were most influential in believing were was the church itself Mm -hmm. and i think stephen we were going through similar things he was raised anglican so he didn't have all of the same although like he was kind of a charismatic anglican um but the anglican church is is less culty in a lot of ways. So we were both like kind of questioning at the same time. And he also helped me realize that I am a person too. You know, like when you're in the church and you're a woman, you're you're not really treated that way. And like seeing the way that he was treated versus me. And also having conversations with him (laughs) that were basically like me being like, hey, you're I don't feel like you're being the head of our relationship. And him being, like, good, because that's a terrible yeah. teaching. And me just totally. kind of, like, reeling from that for a while. You know, like, he really caused me yeah. to, like, question some things that were, felt like they were fundamental. Yeah. And, like, also support, supported me along the way. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I actually remember that. I remember that period of your life, Candice. We went floating down the river, you and I, one time. I don't know yeah. If you okay. This. yeah. Yeah. And I remember you talking about all of this like this this period of your life yeah when we were floating down the river and it was the first time i had heard some of these things too like oh my gosh yeah what oh yeah that's so true
0: <laughs> it's so i think Might like influential oh wow ripples ripples, yeah. in, oh, ripples. The,
1: ripples in the i mean i think they river. do a
0: good they do ripples a good job of driving people away if you're yeah if you are in a position where you're already kind of alienated. Like I was always already kind of alienated because I was pretty smart and I was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And like, no, I was not like subservient. No boys were ever interested in me. You know, it was never. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So, To to me, this is kind of some of the tone deafness of like the church in how they are like, Oh, don't have bad outside influences. Be careful who you spend your time with. Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, Mm blah. And then it's the church themselves. Like they don't need help. They right. they need no help alienating people and pushing them out of the church. It's not any outside influences that pull people from the church. It's the church eighty yes, percent of the, the time. church
1: hurt. Right. Like
0: and it's just like so tone deaf
1: of them to be like, oh, it's because they have all these other bad influences. It's like no, yeah. it's you guys. And yeah. again, I come back that's gaslighting, right? To keep yes. <laughs> denying and and I come back to religious trauma. We yeah. have a whole population of people, and not just from not just from evangelical churches, right? There's a lot of different, you know, faith backgrounds who have some unhealthy practices. Yeah. Uh and a lot of people coming from various places of religious trauma. You know, and there needs to be we need to be starting, you know, we need to pay attention and, you know, give these people space to question and grow and mm-hmm. become different Absolutely. and provide community for mm-hmm. them uh where it's a like healthy of them. accepting healthy.
0: community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh
1: actual actual community actual right? community. that's authentic yeah 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 so i'd love to be a part of that someday and maybe we're already doing that right i think this we podcast are. Is a good. this yeah. podcast is a good start where you're providing a space for people to hear that they're not alone yeah
0: yeah yeah that's kind of our like really that's why we started it just because mm-hmm. we know like these kind of things even once you've left the church or once you've started questioning some of those things that you were exposed to especially as a child some of Mm -hmm. the teachings and indoctrinations have such a deep hold that you you just keep like rediscovering them in new ways in new ways that you think of like being kind of challenged about thinking about the world in certain ways and being like oh my goodness that's still a holdover yeah you know yeah yeah
1: it's it's amazing and then like the the restructuring part. Yeah. So, uh, Richard Rohr one of his teachers uh, teachings he talks about the order, disorder, reorder.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So the order part is what we had that all the indoctrination as children, then you enter this box of disorder, but you can't stay there forever either because eventually no. you have to like sort it out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. And you enter the the reorder box, but he said that should be something that happens numerous times in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should never stay. You don't like go through it once and now you figured it out. Like yeah. you're in a constant cycle of order. Disorder, reorder. Yeah. John was doing like,
0: something similar to that yeah. too, wasn't he? Except it was different. It was like, it was the same thing. It was the same three steps, but it was different words for it. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like growth, destruction, and, and then like steadiness. Or it was like growth and then like consistency and then destruction. And then yeah. like rebuild, consistency, destruction or something. And so it was like this, your life is constantly within the yeah. three yeah thing right
1: and there's an expectation like it's it would be ridiculous to think that like uh you would put on shoes uh when you're eight years old and they're still going to fit you when you're you know 25 yeah. right like when the shoes don't fit you need to get different shoes
2: mm-hmm.
1: right and so that's the you should be constantly because you because you're growing no matter what mm-hmm. and and when it doesn't fit anymore you need to like do something about it And like Jordana, like, like, you know, we went through destruction together when her daughter died and uh, the deconstruction, I should say. And now she's going for a master's in divinity. Wow. Yeah. Right. And it's different. It's not evangelical. She's going to go through through the United church. Right. And so her Uh reorder. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Her reorder Mm -hmm. brought her. And and I would say mine even too. Like I I didn't throw God out the window. No. Right. Like. I just realized that God is different than I was taught God was. And so and, much bigger yeah, and expansive and, so and welcoming, bigger. you know. Yeah. So much bigger and not gendered and mm-hmm. just yeah. so different. And it feels right. Yeah. It feels right. It feels less traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because well, um, so it's yeah, less sometimes-
0: about like, literally, evangelicism is so much about like, Men controlling women's bodies. And that's then what God becomes about. And there's no room. Yeah. 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 And patriarchy.
1: Yeah. And patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes I think people think if they start asking questions that when they get to the reorder box, they'll be an atheist or something, you know?
0: Yeah. Sometimes. And maybe you will be, you know? Like,
1: like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll be Buddhist. It'll be something else, but like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. yeah you're gonna yeah. be okay and there there are people who are there too you'll have a community no matter what box you're in yeah yeah that's Hopefully. true
0: yeah yeah this has been fun guys so did you have, have a question caris yeah i had one more question oh. so oh yeah this whole season all yeah. of the episodes in the season are related to the theme of heroes hmm. so i'm just curious how this episode thinking of that because that is the title of this album is heroes and so every episode has been like related to that theme somehow and i'm just curious how this episode is related to that theme if or if you guys have ideas on that i think the idea is that like wit is the hero because he brings connie Connie? to christ yeah i think so
1: right but or would they try to say that like audrey's the hero or something like i feel like they'd be like hesitant to say Wit's the hero because he clearly is in every episode that's how they like well him. there was like
0: a david and goliath one and david was the hero
1: oh okay like very right. obviously oh, yeah, yeah. so yes definitely wit then wit would and be? then
0: there was like another one where there was like this famous basketball player opened a store and he was the hero
1: yeah but he yeah
0: okay. or god god is the ultimate hero here
1: god yeah. God's the yeah. hero. I feel yeah.
0: like they just were tired of jerking Connie along. We're like, we'll just throw this episode in this season. Doesn't really relate, but sure. Yeah.
1: That's fine. Yeah. Or
0: maybe Connie's the hero for finally becoming a becoming caving person. to all the pressure. Yeah.
1: Guys, it's Marcy. Okay?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Obviously. We it's can Marcy all agree. It's <laughs> Marcy. Eugene's he, the
1: hero because he's
0: finally there. <laughs> Eugene's yeah. the hero. He automated the ice cream scoops. That's pretty heroic. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty it's cool. heroic. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it in action. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's wrap up. Okay. Cool. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Cody. Yeah. Thanks. For oh, having man, me.
1: guys. That was awesome. Thanks, so for, fun. thanks for sticking around for being on both episodes. Oh, man, I'll come back anytime. That was a, okay. that was a blast. Hey. Yeah, we would love that. And we yeah. definitely
0: want you back for some Patreon content. Yeah, we do. Cool, cool. Can't wait. So, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to follow us on the social media uh, at Twitter and Instagram at Ideology Podcast. Our website is Adventures and Ideology. You can also find us on Patreon at Adventures and Ideology, $5 a month to hear all sorts of behind the scenes content stuff, other stuff about evangelicalism, Christy Miller, which is like okay. a young teen romance, Christian teen romance. Uh, and kind also of we, of fun. We went through some of Karis's Bible college oh, yeah, we did. notes and things. Mm. And I'm sure we'll a treasure have, trove there? have another treasure trove of that soon. Um, And, yeah, if you like us, please give us a positive review on anywhere you find podcasts.
2: Okay.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.